You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Today I'm interviewing Dana of Bow and Sprig. What I love learning is she's not just a jewelry holder brand or a tissue holder maker. Instead, it's a brand that thinks of the little things, the luxuries, and how to make them better. Listen and learn exactly what I mean. And don't forget to follow me at Preppy Publicist and at the Preppy Podcast on social media. And as always, you can listen to past episodes, shop the merch, and more at thepreppypodcast.com. All right. So why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? My name is Dana Brown. I am the owner and founder of Bowen Sprig. Um, So I guess what I do is I'm an entrepreneur. And our main purpose is to create beautifully functional home products. And I live in Dallas, Texas. Awesome. So now, are you always from Dallas? Did you grow up there? Or, you know, what was it like growing up? Where did you grow up? Were you always creative and entrepreneurial um, or into beautiful things? Like, tell me a little bit about your childhood. Yeah, so um, I like to refer to myself as a lady of the land. Um, Just by chance, I was actually born in Dallas, but then we moved to Charleston for a little bit. And then I spent most of my teenage years over in San Diego. Um, and I really did always kind of appreciate and notice my surroundings. Um, even when I was like a toddler, my mom always loves to tell the story of how she's working with a real estate agent. And I went up to the real estate agent at like three or four and I'm like, are you wearing fall clothes? <laughs> and <laughs> they were just both so perplexed about this, like three year old knowing the difference between fall clothes or spring clothes. So, um, I think I've always been aware of it. And as far as being creative, um, I'm kind of a master of none, but I dabble in all, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So um, I've always loved doing things that help me express my creativity, like dancing or drawing and karaoke, Um, you know, just kind of silly things that, you know, don't involve any hard sciences or whatnot. Um, But as far as being um, an, an entrepreneur and wanting to do that, I've always been intrigued by the idea of entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. but I never thought I would be the one pursuing it. Um, I feel like for some people being an entrepreneur, it's like their passion in life and they know they just want to build and create businesses, but it kind of landed opposite for me. So um, I found this project, which originally started as just creating a better jewelry stand. Um, And I just felt so strongly about the concept because there was such a big gap in the market and I really did want it for myself that um, it inspired me to start a company. And here we are three days later (laughs) or three, three years later. I'm sorry, not three days. (laughs) It took me only three days. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So where and what did you formally study if you went to school? Yes. um, So I went to Michigan State University um, and I majored in communications with a minor in sociology. Um, but I was really good at things like philosophy, and I still oh. wish I'd kind of pursued more of that discipline. But I was in school like in 
2008 when the world was literally like burning to the ground uh, as far as like job availability and finances and stuff. So I wanted to um, do something that would translate a little bit better to a career after college. But yeah. Got it. So then what was your first career in, I guess, after studying this? It was something very glamorous. It was um, employee benefits consulting. Um, so <laughs> my husband and I, like, whenever we go to dinner parties, we're like, what do you do? He's a CPA and I'm an employee benefits consulting. We're like, yeah, we're the life of the party. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I actually loved it because it was uh, so challenging, but also it gave me um, – because the Affordable Care Act was passed like right when I started in this career, mm-hmm. it kind of gave me an edge to be an expert super quickly in my field because I was working with veterans who were like having to relearn the industry. And so I feel like when you're whenever you're relearning anything, it kind of it um it's a little bit harder to absorb mm-hmm. than if you're just learning new knowledge. So yeah. um so yeah, I actually really enjoyed being in employee benefits consulting. I worked for an amazing company, but um, then you know this opportunity to start my own business happened and kind of took that leap of faith. Definitely. So now tell me a little bit about that then. Like when and why did you decide to start your business? Like what was that aha moment and then going for it? Yeah, for sure. Um So uh, we had just moved back to Dallas after spending about three years in Washington, D.C., a city that I still miss every day. Um, But uh, after the move, I just it really crystallized to me that none of my jewelry storage really made sense. Like the boxes caused everything to tangle and um, stands like necklace stands or whatever. They really only accommodated some of my jewelry and between all the various vessels that I needed to hold my jewelry, um, it took up so much real estate on my countertop. Um, And not to mention the fact that I could never find anything because it always just kind of land in a different spot. Um, So at like 11 PM at night, I was four months pregnant. So I was just like blindly scrolling through the internet, trying to find better jewelry storage. And I couldn't. Um, and then this design just kind of popped into my brain and I was sure I had seen it somewhere. I'm like, I must have this stand and I couldn't find it anywhere. So then, um, sorry, it's a long story. It kind of like was this this huge aha moment of, um, so I sketched it out literally the next morning and I looked at my husband and I was just like, I think I could sell this. And, um, so then I shared it with my friends to get their feedback. I went around to different stores in the Dallas area that um, had kind of the same target audience I was envisioning. And then I took a um, credit or a certificate course at Southern Methodist University down here on starting your own business. And then yeah. it just kind of went from there. So it was like this very quick blip on the radar that caused like months of consideration. But that was Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's so cool. I feel like a lot of times people have an idea, but I love the fact that you went and got a certificate then it sounds like on business because that's sort of, I, when I get into something, then I go like really hard. (laughs) Like 
So I also, for a little bit, I thought I wanted to be an interior designer. Like I was having a quarter life crisis and didn't think I wanted to be in PR. And I went and got a certificate in interior design. Right now I'm like super into learning about wine. So I'm getting certified in that. Um, But I I, I love that. (laughs) So I admire that, you know, you clearly wanted to learn and do it right. Um, So now what was some of the first steps, you know, after you went and I had this sketch and, you know, we're learning about how to have a business, then what were some of the steps to getting it produced, like from sketch to product? Like, did you just Google some manufacturers? Did you ask around? Like, talk to me about actually getting it made. Yes. So um, this is where I'm going to try really hard not to get too into the weeds and like for your (laughs) listeners and stuff, because there are so many steps. Um, I mean, at the top of it, I just want to say that like something that makes Bowensburg's products so special is that they're mixed media. So mm-hmm. we use like metal, fabric, wood. Um, the problem is most of the time in the market that's safe for things like furniture, like couches and other larger ticket items. And so, um, so with that all in mind, then I'll go back to the beginning. So, um, I basically Googled a ton yeah. <laughs> on how to get this done. And, um, so I had someone put together a CAD. So that is, uh, that stands for computer aided design. Mm-hmm. And, um, I use that CAD to then create an RFP or request for a proposal to manufacturers. And, um, that was finding manufacturer probably took about nine months, um, wow. because, no manufacturer really wanted to take on my project because my quantities were so small because it's just me and uh, it was mixed media. So finding anybody who had the means or the employees who could work with metal and work with upholstery and all of that, um, it was really hard, but um, we'll bypass that long story and just say, (laughs) then once a partnership is formed, then the prototyping can start and you kind of go back and forth. They'll create a model. I give them notes. Then they'll create another model reflecting those notes. And I mean, with my products, it was like eight times. (laughs) The end product was so worth it. But I know that I was definitely um, a little bit more of the pickier of their um, clients. But again, I think that it is reflected in our products. And the end result is so beautiful. And I think everyone was excited once it happened. But um, it's hard when the project's so close to you. You just want it to be just perfect. Um, mm-hmm. and once that happens, then they do the mass production, they send it over here and then I make it live on my website. So wow. I know that was like I mean, a lot I of didn't even, stuff, but <laughs> yeah, no, but I didn't even think about that. Like normally a manufacturer specializes in like just wood or just plastic or just a post. Like, so the fact that yours is mixed media, that must've been hard to find someone that would do that all in one place. Oh, man. Well, so we're on our second production team, actually. Um, the first production team, uh, I actually play a, an, on an adult softball league, and I met the first team through softball. <laughs> and so he kind of was a little bit more willing to take on my project, I think, just because we were talking about it. And, you know, he's like, well, maybe we can help you out. And it turned out like, um, you know, to your point, the or the mixed media portion was just too challenging. Mm-hmm. So that's why, um, you know, back in early 2020 when COVID hit and all that, and I wasn't able to go in and inspect each piece and stuff, I decided to just kind of close down because I was so terrified of putting up product that just, 
you know, didn't meet our standards or, um, you know, just weren't up to the snuff that I felt like so personally responsible for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then I found someone who actually specialized in luxury boxes. And mm-hmm. so it's been a very long journey, but totally worth it. Cause I mean, uh, you could probably, cause I think you got, you said you got the stand yeah. yesterday. Like you can just see like the amount of detail and just how skilled the people are who are working on it now. So Exactly. No, it's gorgeous. Like I said, I did get it yesterday. Um, and the quality is so beautiful, even how it's packaged. I mean, for a small business, I think everything was so nicely packaged so that it stayed safe when it was getting shipped. And you can tell there was a lot of time and thought. And I was super impressed for such a, a new business to, to already be there, essentially. So how would you describe then your brand you. to people <laughs> listening who might not be familiar with it yet? Um, like, how, how do you describe your brand, essentially, in a few sentences? Yes. So um, I would probably describe uh, Bone Sprig as um, a company that prioritizes the intersection of functionality and beauty. So that, um, that's kind of been my guiding light through all of this is any product that I take on, I want to actually make it better. So there's so many things out there that I feel like, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to take, for instance, just a catch-all. It's so simple. Um, a catch-all tray, but like, let's make it prettier, but it's going to be made out of porcelain or something like that. But, um, you know, I always hated putting my rings or necklaces or something onto the porcelain because it clanged and clanged. And like, um, gold is such a delicate metal. Mm -hmm. And so I love the idea of having a softer landing for it. Um, And our everywhere tray is upholstered so that um, you can put down your glasses and it's just, it just gives it a more luxe and softer, um, softer function, you know? Um, And, and also like put it coming into the house and putting down my keys on it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not like you're not greeted by this big loud noise and it seems like such a small change, but you know, if you can have the luxury of not having those loud noises or maybe potentially harming your softer metals, or gems or something, then why not? And exactly. so, um, yeah, and like our tissue box cover has a flap on the bottom. And I absolutely love that because before I would always have to hold the bottom of my tissues when I would like <laughs> give someone the box so that the yeah. tissues wouldn't fall out. Um, and obviously with the jewelry stand, it accommodates everything in one compact spot. So um, this is a very long explanation, but basically yeah. we focus on beautifully functional items Um, we're not just in it to make pretty things, but we want it to actually, um, just do little tweaks here and there that actually make the experience of having it in your home better. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I didn't even think of that, but when you were describing the catch-all tray and like putting jewelry on it and it being bad for the gold, I mean, I don't know if you've seen going around like a way to clean your, your jewelry and your rings as you mix I think it's like Windex and uh, dish soap and water and so I don't know all these influencers have been pissing it so I tried that one time (laughs) but I dropped one of my gemstone cocktail rings into the glass then then you put it in and one of the gemstones fell out because you know Mm -hmm. hitting the glass essentially Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm like oh I never thought about that like having the fabric there is you know so much better for your special pieces and um, yeah it's that little detail that you might not think of at first but then you know you realize it's so important (laughs) 
Exactly. It's like all these things in the market that have been quote unquote good enough for so long. Um, and we're just trying to um, design things that are better because mm-hmm. why not have it be better? You're making your house a home and you want things that work for you, not just look good for you. Yeah. So now when you launched your business, how did you spread the word? Like, how are you marketing your business and reaching customers? What are some ways that you've done so? Yeah, so thankfully, my uh, products are very visual. So I've mostly relied on like social media, influencer partnerships, and advertising on um, mostly Facebook and Instagram, anywhere where someone could be scrolling through and then like just have it catch their eye. Um, And so I'm also working on a couple of uh, media pieces, which I'm really excited about. And, you know, doing things like this with you um, and hopefully more podcasting opportunities come up. But, uh, yeah, I'm really leaning into the visual aspects of my product. Definitely. And, yeah, your Instagram's super fun to follow along with. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with a little bit more um, content for the day-to-day and, like, the lifestyle now that I've relaunched. Mm-hmm. I think people are probably ready to start seeing a little bit more of the, you know, karaoke side of me. fun so what's been your greatest success this far like what's something you're really proud of like a customer review or partnering with an influencer or you know anything in between what's something that makes you really happy that you've been able to do um relaunch (laughs) and and relaunch with products that I just love um hopefully your listeners can kind of hear my enthusiasm throughout all this like it's just so nice to have a product that I'm not selling. I'm just sharing it. Like, I just want everyone to know how much better it is and the quality. And I can't speak higher of my um, new production team and everything. So I think, yeah, just overcoming the heartache of having to shut down and then just, you know, making lemonade out of lemons and mm-hmm. capitalizing on the extra time that I had while we weren't live to kind of set ourselves up for um, success when we came back. Definitely. I And I love what you said there. You just said, I'm not selling, I'm sharing, which I think is so important. It's so easy to do your job when you really love and stand behind, you know, what you have to offer in your products. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, there's something kind of uh, empowering about it. I'm just like, no, this is just good. Like, just look at it and really listen to the fact that it is special media and it does make your life better and it functions well. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So now what's been your biggest challenge? Was it, you know, that time when you were shut down? Was it finding the right manufacturers? Like, what would you say has been the hardest part so far? Definitely the manufacturer part. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I scoured the internet and um you know it just took so many rfps and just being told that they couldn't accommodate the mixed media and again like i mean this wasn't my career setting out so fortunately i did have the luxury of time and i was still working at my employee benefits job um so i could kind of take my time to find the right people and everything but i mean i had no idea it would take as long as it did but the end result is good. So, you know, I'm going to take it as a blessing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, where do you get inspiration then for new designs? Like, is it, is it just in your daily life when you think something could be better? Um, or is there even just someone that inspires you? Like, let's talk a little bit about inspiration. 
Yeah. So um, as I mentioned before, I've lived in Charleston, San Diego, Washington, D.C., and just all over the place. Um, and each part of the country obviously has some style. So I feel like I kind of just took a little bit of wherever I've lived with me um, and kind of gave me a broader perspective on what might be missing from, you know, uh, the Charleston style, so to the San Diego style. Um, and I think that um, California really gave me more of that streamlined design and the minimalism. So for instance, making things like more compact, like my jewelry stand, but then Charleston or Washington DC, it really has a lot of those beautiful textiles. Um, and so I think all of that kind of influenced my overall taste because mm-hmm. I'm trying to create products that like reflect my taste and my style. Um, but also because I have moved so much, I really don't work with a lot of trinkets. You know, I kind of like my, the objects I fill in my home, um, for instance, tissue box covers and all that, um, I want them to be able to stand on their own, you mm-hmm. know, instead of having just like something that blends into the background and then have like 15 little beautiful, but like, you know, little pieces with it. Um, after moving so much, you kind of are just like, I just can't move hundreds of little things so um I think that's kind of the inspiration is just what my life my nomadic lifestyle has been and um having exposure to different cultures around the country definitely now who would be your dream customer like a celebrity or an influencer or a royal like who do you think would really benefit and love your product um, someone who I think would really love the product is um, Amy Berry. She's an uh, interior decorator here in Dallas. She works with Mark D. Sykes, mm-hmm. or she has in the past. Um, and then someone who um, I just really admire them. And I think that she'd go for more of the minimal uh, designs. For instance, this gray block would be like Nancy Myers. I love her interior style, but also I just love her movie. So yeah. I secretly just want us to be best friends. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Same now. <laughs> uh, so this is the Preppy Podcast, of course. So what does Preppy mean to you? How would you describe Preppy? I would say it's probably just, um, I think it's just celebrating traditional style with a with an air of playfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, not taking yourself too seriously, but always being put together um, and just kind of exuding or showing your joy or happiness through your clothes or, you know, your interiors or what have you. Just something that just brings joy. <laughs> Does that make yeah. sense? No, yeah. no, for it's sure. Like colors, clean lines, all that good stuff. Definitely. Now, um, it sounds like you like to learn and read up. So what's your favorite like business resource? Like whether it's a book or a blog or a website or someone you follow on Instagram, like what would you say is a great place to follow for someone else who's an entrepreneur or wants to be an entrepreneur? So um, I really enjoyed reading the book, The CEO Next Door. Um, that was really good. And then Another one that I feel like it was very high level, but it kind of is a little bit of a pep talk is zero to one. Um, Those two books are about becoming entrepreneurs and all that stuff. So um, I read both of those when I first started this whole venture. And then 
Skillshare um, is a resource I use, especially with learning how production works. So I could go and like set up my RFPs and stuff and sound like I actually knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, and that's just a website. They also have an app and, um, you know, uh, they have tutorials on anything and everything you possibly want. It's not just about businesses. It's about, you know, DIY projects, all of that. So highly recommend Skillshare as well. Oh, that's good to know. Because yeah, I always thought it was more of just a place where you could, you know, learn DIY projects or how to cook things. So that's good to know that they have business resources on there. Yeah, or at least they did three years ago. And um, I when was the last time I was on it? Probably three months ago, when I was starting to um, get around to building my like Facebook ads and all that stuff. Um, they had some good stuff. So, yeah. Oh, very good. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your go-to cocktail order or Starbucks order or wine? Okay, I'm kind of boring on this because I don't do a lot of like cocktails and I take my um, my coffee black. So like when it's hot, I'll drink white wine. And when it's okay. cold, like sub 65 degrees, I'll do red wine. So <laughs> I'm more of the, like, <laughs> I, I wish I could say like a French 75 or um whatever or 72 what's that cocktail like I'll drink them but yeah yeah, I'm always like I know if I drink wine I'll feel fine in the morning and um I like getting maybe sometimes a dirty chai but yeah black coffee is kind of my go-to that's fine I do black tea so I'm there with you no no sugar nothing (laughs) exactly when I worked in an office people be like oh are you drinking coke um, I'm like, no, this is coffee. They're like, you, you drink it black? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite piece on your site right now? I know you love all of them, of course, but what one, you know, right now are you really into? Um, I kind of really like the pink and sand. Um, I always love having, you know, my house I try to – keep it not too girly, just a little bit more playful and stuff. But um, I just love the pop of pink in it. And it's subtle enough where it's not overpowering or anything, but it just adds that little edge of femininity that I really appreciate. And since I share my home with uh, three boys, my husband and my two sons, um, (laughs) it's kind of like my little like girly space. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What about your favorite accounts to follow on social media? Is there anyone you love following along with um, that you can share? Yes, absolutely. Um, Well, for business inspiration, um, because I started following her back when she had like 10,000 followers, but I'm young, Walden Friedman. So um, she does Play-Doh sensory kits for kids. And, um, you know, I was following her and I feel like um, COVID, when everything shut down, it kind of the opposite effect for her business because, you know, a lot of kids are at home now and the parents are like, what are we going to do with them? And so it's been so much fun to see how she's been growing it. And it kind of has been a really good source of inspiration um, for me, just like trying to get back to this relaunch point, like, Mm -hmm there's hope on the other side. Um, and then for interiors, I love Dunbar Road and Lane Living Design. I think they're both based here out of Dallas. And finally, for lifestyle, um, I've always enjoyed Julia Berlheimer. Um, I love just like how fresh and feminine her um, stuff is. And she always seems to find like the best dresses that translate to kind of like, quote unquote, mom life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. For sure. Now, what about brands that you love? Um, 
you know, that pair well with your pieces or that lifestyle? What are some brands that you love? Yeah. So um, I love Serena and Lily. Mm-hmm. I think that my house is probably 70% Serena and Lily. <laughs> um, I love Caitlin Wilson. Um, and, and that's kind of like for interior stuff. And then, you know, there's always well, antique stores that are always fun to go into. But um, for clothing, I love Ann Mashburn and Tuckernock. Yes, love those. Um, mm-hmm. So what's next for you? Any sneak peeks that you can share? Anything coming up? I mean, well, we just relaunched. So I'm trying to focus on like getting Bo and Sprague's name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am hoping as things pick up, we can kind of start to do I would love to do um, a collaboration with um, custom fabrics for a brand. Like, I think it would be a dream to do it with maybe um, pencil and paper curls. Oh, yeah. Or um, rifle paint. Like, I mean, those are obviously shooting for the stars. But um, I would love to do something because now that we have the prototype done, it's Mm -hmm. really easy to mix out the um, fabrics and kind of introduce, like, um, one where I can partner with um yeah like rifle paper company or just something like that someone who has the or shoemaker but i mean that's true (laughs) (laughs) you never know (laughs) exactly exactly but um i think that that's kind of the next thing is i would just love to um do some collaboration on that front yeah now where can people find you like let us know your instagram handle your website all of that so people can follow along they can shop your products and check it out yeah. Um, so my website is bow and sprig, B-O-W-A-N-D-S-P-R-G. So it's a, not spring. It's a sprig like a lavender sprig, uh, .com. And our Instagram is just bow and sprig. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Oh gosh. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.